Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right. So we are going to dive in. So Anna wrote a book. Now you are probably going to be like, Oh great. We're going to push the book. No, we're not. (laughs) We're going to talk about it, but hopefully you buy it. So um, Anna, let's go and dive in. First off, set the stage for people who do not know you. Who are you? What do you do? And then let's, let's go ahead and dive into this. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I've got a really weird background story, but but the, the short version is I coded a bit as a kid, left it behind in my kid years, and I actually studied like media communications, did some digital marketing, kind of uh, kind of kept up a little bit with my HTML CSS through that, then did my first major career change, became an opera singer for seven years, did my master's of music, moved to Germany. I'm from Sydney originally. You might be able to tell from the accent. Um, And then uh, after that, I decided I needed another change. I had my first child. I gave birth to her and I realized, okay, I don't want to keep going as an opera singer. I want something that's more challenging. I want somewhere that's got room for me to grow. And I ended up doing a certification in web and software development which led to a job as a junior software engineer. I then got very quickly promoted to software engineer. And I then got headhunted and became director of product and engineering for Europe's largest media publisher, Axel Springer. And just to give you an idea of how large that is, just one of our websites has about 3 million unique users per day. So we are huge. And uh, alongside that, of course, comes uh, a lot of... Uh, challenges because we we have websites, of course, apps, video streaming, uh, machine learning, data, text to speech, editorial tools for our journalists. So uh, my job is basically to understand all of these things, both from the top down and the bottom up. And then I go around and I talk about it a lot. And I also work on a lot of kind of career based initiatives and diversity initiatives for our technical and product staff. So that's my that's the shortest version I can give you. (laughs) That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, so, so, so talk about the book, right? What, yeah. what made you, what prompted you to, to, to write this book? Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously opera to software engineering is not a standard career path to put it mildly. Um, so when I was trying to make this change, I had the benefit that I already knew a little bit about HTML and CSS, but I mean, very little. It would have been 16 years between uh, coding, you know, so um, I needed, what I was missing was like a step-by-step, right? So like, Mm. not just like, oh, here's a free course here and a free course there. Okay, fine. I can do that with the Google search. But like, if if I'm doing this course, what, what do I need to learn? What should I be paying attention to? How deep should I be going? And then after that, like, how do I turn those skills into an actual job? Like, how do I actually go from knowing this stuff to being hired. And right. I feel like there's a, there was an information gap there yeah. that I discovered through 
trial and error and um, ever since making my own career change, as you know, I'm, I am I post quite often on Twitter, not so much at the moment, admittedly, I've gone off it a little bit, but um, nevertheless, usually I'm posting a lot on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm almost at 30k followers. And so I'm at the point like where I got asked the same questions over and over again from newbies, like what language should I learn? Um, how how can I network? Like, what are my options? Like, is my CV okay? What should I be including in my portfolio? Like, I was just getting a lot of the same questions. And I thought, you know what? Yeah. Let's do this like a developer. Like, let's take the easy route. Let's uh, stop repeating ourselves and yeah. instead just write a book where it's like everything I know, everything I've experienced, everything I've seen work in mm. probably hundreds of career changes who I've spoken to over the years. Mm. Let's just put it all into one place and then I can just like direct people there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and save save yeah. myself a little bit of time, frankly. Yes. Same. That's actually the why I put out content. The reason why I started putting out content is I, again, I talk about this. I, recruiters can only help or can really only place 10% of the people we meet. So if you meet 500 mm -hmm. people in a year, we only put about 50 of those people in jobs. So what am I doing with the other 450 people and that's why yeah. i started to develop content so i love that about you as well just nice. just that give back mentality is so important so so talk about maybe some 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 main main pointers of the book yeah so the, the basic overview of the book is that there's in my mind three steps to getting your first job to changing careers excuse me i've got like i'm halfway between a burp and it's like sitting there and i'm like i'm not sure if it's gonna happen or not it. i'm like i love it okay hang on. i'll just drink some water let's try that hey i this is what i love about the show it's just two friends hanging out <laughs> It's just me. I'm an open book. Uh, so, um, yeah, the basic idea is that there, there are three broad steps, right? First thing yeah. you have to do is learn the technical skills because you can't have a technical job without technical skills. There's, there's right. no way around it. Yeah. Um, the second step in general is creating some sort of network or finding a community or um, connecting with people who are either in a similar region to you, who have a similar tech stack to you, or who maybe you have something else in common, like a women in tech community, for example. I found a lot mm -hmm. of great communities like that when I was learning. Um, for me, it was Twitter. Like that was the main way that I found my community. It was also during yeah. the pandemic. So real world options weren't as available to me. Um, but for lots of people, it does involve meetups, does involve hackathons, um, and just basically connecting to other people. Yep. And part of that is also creating some sort of value proposition for yourself. So mm. finding where you are, like what makes you different? Like what makes you unique? What's your unique selling point? What's your pitch? Like what do you bring, right? And then in the third step, it's the actual job application. So how do you approach job applications? Should you spray and pray or should you be doing a lot of research? Yeah. Spoiler alert, I go with research. <laughs> Um, and, you know, reaching out to people individually, asking questions, uh, and really finding the connection. So how do you write a cover letter? How do you mm. write a CV? What should okay. be in your, in your portfolio? All this kind of stuff. So those are the three basic things. Yeah. Learn the skills, create a network, apply to jobs. I love that. So, so, so let's break those down real fast. So, yeah. so, so learn the skills, right? I mean, I, I think I get yeah. these questions all the time. Yeah. Self-taught boot camp, mm -hmm. college university, sure. you know, and, and, and I've actually interviewed a lot of junior devs recently. I've kind of been on a little bit more of a kick on like kind of that mindset of going from zero to one and why yeah. I choose different things. And there's different reasons, right? I've had some junior developers that are like, I needed structure. Like that's just who mm -hmm. I am. If I was a self-taught, I would never get it done. Do you right. have any thoughts on learning the tech and maybe things <laughs> that have worked for you? So much. Yeah. Structure is so important. I, yeah. I think, um, 
one of the reasons I prefer personally, but also why I, I tend to suggest to people that they do some sort of program with other people yeah. <laughs> um, is because it creates a sense of accountability. Mm. Um, that said, uh, and also, sorry, not just accountability, it also proves that you can work with other people and you can talk code with other people. Because yeah. one thing that a lot of juniors, especially those looking for their first job, they don't realize, hang on, I'm not actually sitting by myself in a room most of the time coding. A yeah. lot of the time you're talking about code, you're talking about solutions, you're asking for help, you're pair programming. It is actually a very sociable job in the end. And you have to know how to communicate those ideas. And that's mm -hmm. very, very hard to do if you are sitting and learning by yourself. Um, yeah. So that said, those are the two big benefits of doing some sort of program, be it university, be it a boot camp, be it some sort of online program like 100 Devs by Leon Knoll. Um, one of the the benefits of those kinds of programs, or the Odin project for that matter as well, which is how I started learning, um, is you have structure, but you also have people who you're talking to about the projects um, who can help you if you get stuck. Um, and these are very similar to the skills you need in a job. If you must learn by yourself, be it because of life circumstances mm. or you have some sort of social anxiety perhaps and you're struggling to get over that, um, or get through it, I suppose. I don't think you ever yeah. really get over it, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Then I think uh, I think the key there is to create a structure. Hmm. How do you create a structure for yourself when you have no idea what you're learning or what you have to learn? Um, so in my book, what I recommend is using uh, some sort of framework, some sort of agile framework, such as Scrum. So Scrum is the one that I use as an example. For right. those who don't know, if they're, if they're very, very new and they don't they're like Scrum what? Like, what is this? Is, this is rugby terminology. I've never heard this before. Um, it's basically the idea that you work in what are called sprints. So you have like work periods of one week to one month mm -hmm. is usually somewhere in there. And then you set goals at the beginning and then you work through sort of tickets or tasks yeah. <clears throat> during that time. And then at the end, you kind of review how much you got done. Um, and then you can kind of see what worked, what didn't work. Um, how much did I learn compared to how much I thought I would learn? Yeah. Uh, and so I actually recommend using that as a framework for yourself, not only because it gives you structure, but also mm. because it gets you used to how actual development teams work, because a lot of yep. them are working with, within this um, sprint structure. I love that. I love that. Um, and so, so let's talk about the second, what was the second mm. bullet point again? The second, second. Networks, topic. networks and community. I love it. I love that. So, I, I mean, I listen, I know people roll their eyes. I, I cause that's what I preach all the time. And the reason why I, I preach know. it is because when it I works. moved up here from music <laughs> myself to Nashville, yeah. I didn't know how to network. And I truly believe I yeah. was not successful in music. Cause I did not know how to network. So talk about maybe some of Anna's tips and tricks to networking. Sure. There are there are lots. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to like think about what the most important ones are. Um, I would say the most important one is just to I can swear here, right? Uh, oh, it's I'm just sure. it's just to give a shit about other people, right? Like I because I think I think a lot of people they see networking as oh I have to go in like sell myself and I have to like push 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 and actually that's not the best way to network. And, like the yeah. And I I have a lot of people say I don't know how to talk. I don't have an uh, like a pitch for 30 minutes. And I'm like, what expectation? <laughs> like, who told you you had to have a pitch for 30 minutes? Like, people yeah. don't want to talk to you for more than three to five minutes. Yeah. Sorry. 
Exactly. No, it's true. But but I mean, and this is the thing. If it goes well, like maybe you're talking for half an hour, but by then sure. you're way past the pitch. Like it's sure. gone. It's, it's sure. there. Like it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say definitely like go in asking questions more than giving statements. Like yes. obviously I, I do think a pitch is very important. I've spoken about that before, but I, I do think for the most part, people don't go to events to listen to other people's pitches. They go to events to like see what other people are doing, get a like feel for where other people are at, to see like who's working on similar things to them, who can they talk to about different topics, um, who do they get along with well in general, like who mm. would they see maybe helping them at the next hackathon, maybe they want to put a team together in advance or something. Um, so like it, it doesn't have to be like this high pressure scenario like you can literally just go in and like introduce yourself to one or two people and just say like this is me I live here I'm interested in this tell me about you what are you doing are you working like you know get them talking about themselves really listen like really try to take yeah. on board what like what they're interested in and what they specialize in and if you need to I've got a terrible memory I go away sometimes to the bathroom and I will take notes I will write really? okay I spoke I spoke I to Taylor that. he he's really into Java and um, he thinks that um, Kotlin is overrated and you know, or whatever it is. Like, I'll just take like two or three dot points I love because that. I have a terrible memory and I, I play, I, I, I just, I've accepted it. Like, I'm not going to try to change who I am. I've accepted that I have a terrible memory. So I work with it, you know. Um, and, and then later, if I see you again at another event, because let's face it, a lot of these local events you'll see. Yeah, yeah everyone kind of, yeah. Mangles. I might even make a note about like what you look like. I'll be like, okay, blonde hair, like red beard, glasses. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go to a next event. I see blonde hair, red beard, glasses. I'm like, oh, that's Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Taylor, how's Java going? Have you converted to Kotlin yet? Like, yeah. ha, 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 ha. you know, and that way we've got a starting point, you know, and um, hopefully I can remember it and I don't have to consult my phone, but of course, often you do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, it, that would be one of my one of my big tips is don't be afraid to just like talk to one or two people, learn a few small facts about them, then be like, oh, I need to get a coffee or a pizza or whatever it is at the event. Um, I'll see you around. Yeah, D like d ditch if you need to, like just just ditch. Like if you're yeah. getting feeling, if you get that feeling, that awkward feeling, just oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, take your notes. Like whatever. Yeah. Like you can you can bail whenever you want. Like it doesn't have to be a full high pressure thing but what you'll find is that if you do this kind of stuff consistently and you tell people who you are consistently and you say yes to opportunities yep. which is one of the hardest things to do but puts you ahead of 95 percent of people if you can say yes to opportunities and turn up to those opportunities mm -hmm. you will honestly be amazed how quickly you make contacts and how many people you find are willing to help you when the time comes um yeah. so i always say if you're thinking about networking at the job search you're too late like you should be thinking about it from the beginning um, and just time, time and consistency and just showing up and saying yes, these things pay off and they pay off, I would say, in a matter of, you know, six months to a year very, very easily. So, so one thing I want to add here, yeah. and I want to get a few comments here. So Ben, Ben comes in here, goes, I agree with this so much. Community slash your network can even help you with structure too. Yeah. People really do want to help. Yeah. I mean, listen, people, 
people I love people want to hear themselves talk. So if you get them talking, they are going to be like, "Oh, that was great." Um, let's see. I don't know what you're talking about, Taylor. I hate talking. I know, you know, I know. seriously, me. seriously, Randall. <laughs> uh, it's great to see you, buddy. Um, uh, so, so my buddy Brandon Arve, uh, <clears throat> he actually got his doctorate in music uh, from the University oh, wow. of Kentucky and education nice. and performance. Want to be an instructor, and now he heads up all my content creation. He runs a content hey. agency. So Brandon gets nice. that. I, I think Michael speaking German. What is this? Is that? Is yeah, he that means German? how are you? That means mir geht's oh. ganz gut, Michael. Danke sehr. There you go. I love that. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I love that. All right. Um, let's. Yeah, and then again, like you know, uh, Emmett's you know starting Coder Dads. I mean, shout out to Emmett with his community mm. building. He has a Slack channel where it's literally just a bunch of dads. Love that. that. Code. I love that. And then Deb, I hate talking so much. And here's, so I want to add this too. I love how Anna like said she would go and write it down actually too. I was actually talking to my wife. It's funny. You, it's funny. You brought this up. I was talking to my wife this weekend. I'm going back to a pen and paper. Like I, I have like the notes app. I use notes app. I use reminders app, but I told, I told my wife this weekend, I said, I said, my mind is able to flow when I write. And so I, I guess cool. all that being said, Try, try to try to take notes somehow. If it was on your phone, great. I love what Anna said, but I want to say this too. What I realized when Twitter was down for me, <laughs> it was a traumatic incident. I um, can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's a way to. This is gonna. There's no way to say, say this without it sounding weird. It, it just is a way to touch people, to drip on people. It's the worst analogy ever, but like. Basically, so so when Anna goes to a meetup and says, hey, Taylor, Java, Kotlin, yada, yada, and then goes away, that's the equivalent of me going on Twitter, tweeting back and forth to Anna a few times about something she tweeted, then we move on, right? And yeah. so you have to – I think if you can combine both and, – and I have to give a shout out to Dev here, right? I mean I, I think I think Dev – does, does if I could make content network with people without talking, but Dev, that's what I'm saying. You could technically do that all online. And that is one thing that I have found as an introvert because Anna, you're an extrovert, right? Oh, yeah. no, no, yes, totally. No, okay. I, totally I, was saying, I, was like, I was like, I think I you're like an extrovert. Prime example of yeah, an extrovert. Prime. So, like, so she thrives for me, Dev. I think, Dev, you and I are very close here. And that's one thing, like, I had to do a lot of self reflection and basically be able to, I, I like this. It's a positivity troll. I love that. <laughs> and, and, and so again, leverage social to be able to do that. I think it's huge. Um, and so, so the last thing we talked about networking and applying, yeah. um, talk, talk about maybe, maybe your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I have like, obviously I have like lots of strategies laid out in the book, but, but in general, I'm very anti spray and pray. Yeah. Um, so I, my flag, goes up whenever I see newbies suggesting to other newbies, hey, like sometimes it takes 200 or 300 applications, just send them out every day as much as you can. Like eventually one of them will, will work. Lot. And I'm a like, lot. I'm like, that's a lot of work. Lot. Like to me, to me, I would rather send out like 20 epic applications that I've spent a lot of time researching. Yeah. And it, it like is changing way more your likely. resume, editing your cover letter, like yeah and that here's the thing of... like it's also about it's about not hiding who you are so so on the one hand these are these are two extremes i see right for career changes specifically um on the one hand i see people who try to erase their past right it's mm -hmm. like it never happened right they've just they've just got the focus on what they know technically so you could have yeah. someone like me in their mid-30s whose resume like it looks like someone who's 17 because they've they've pretended that they have no 
other life, no other skills they've ever developed. That's one side of the extreme. The right. other side are these people who write like, oh my god, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, I'm sure Book you've seen reports. worse, but uh, yeah, but like it's like four or five paragraphs about like why they're so motivated and passionate, and I'm like, okay, all right, let's see if we can find something in the middle where you you talk about your skills, you talk about what makes you unique. Like the fact that I used to be an opera singer is a very unique thing. I use that to my advantage. Like I spoke a lot about what I learned from opera that made me a good program. I've got a YouTube video about it somewhere. You know, it's, it's, I think it's on my LinkedIn profile, so you can probably find it there. But, you know, I talk a lot about this, like the fact that I believe music taught me a lot about programming, actually how to think about programming. And I, I talk a lot about that. I don't deny the fact that that was part of my past, but I also talk about the work I did in project management, the work I did in digital marketing, why I feel like that that makes me a better junior candidate than someone who's fresh out of university because I already mm. know how to work with people. I know how to work in teams. I know how to communicate. I know how to guide others, mentor others. But those and, are very you know, specific things, right? And I yeah. think to back you up with what you said, a lot of yeah. y'all watching this show write these cover letters and these resumes that are just, yeah. just fluff. It's glossiness. It's just, mm. it doesn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. And also, also the other thing is like a lot of people are like, oh, if I just show I'm passionate enough, like they'll want to hire me. And I'm like, well, passion's good. It's not passion's necessary, fine. but but it's good. But For at sure. the same time, like you want to you want to show that you're passionate without sounding desperate. And this is the thing that I think I think a lot, we lose a lot of people there, you know, because they are they're crafting resumes, being like, I'm so passionate. I just need this one opportunity to get my foot in the door, and to, and it's like, well, hang on. Like, think about what recruiters and hiring managers are actually looking for. They're looking for someone to provide value to their company. Like, let's think business here. Like, yeah. let's let's take away all the emotion for a second. Like, yeah. what we're talking about here is someone that can provide value to your company. Now, passion is one thing that can help provide value, but it is not the thing that can help provide value. And so mm. you need to balance that with all the other reasons that make you unique and that mean that yeah. you bring something valuable. And what that means to different companies is going to be different. So spray and pray doesn't work because one company, they might value, let's say, um, diversity of thought and innovation. And for them, you might want to focus on the fact that you've done volunteer work or you've worked with lots of different communities so or, yeah. or that you come from oh, a different yeah. country or something like that. But for another more, uh, let's say, more conservative old school company, they might be like, okay, we see value in like numbers. And for them, you might want to make your resume or your cover letter more number driven, mm -hmm. right? But either way, the way you find that out is through their websites, through talking to their recruiters and to mm -hmm. their hiring managers, talking to people on their teams, finding out what the vibe is like, and then adjusting your cover letter, CV, et cetera, to fit that. I and any way you can, you use names. This is a big thing I'm also about. I'm like, if you know a single engineer who's working at that company, you use that name. You watched a YouTube video from the CEO, you talk about that YouTube video and the speech that they gave. You use as many names as you can. I've, I call it the NNQ rule, names, numbers, quotes. Names of people who work at that Love company. That. Numbers, Love that. Numbers of what you've achieved and quotes from people you used to work with recommendations, this kind of stuff. The, the director position that I, that I got, I had my two page resume and then underneath it, I had a full page just of extracts of LinkedIn recommendations. So it was just a page of like, I think it was like eight different quotes from people I had worked with being like, Oh yeah, she's great. She's amazing. Like she's so much fun to work with, or she does great work or whatever. And I'm like, how can you deny that? Like if, if, if a recruiter is looking at a page of people saying that I'm great to work with, 
they can't turn around and be like, eh. I know. <laughs> you know, it's hard. Social so, proof. It's what we call social it. Proof. Social That's proof. That's exactly what I call it. Yes, exactly. Yes, you got it. Uh, as we wrap up here, and again, thank you yeah. everybody who's chimed in. Um, Randall comes in. Once I reframe networking from something selfish to reaching out to humans as a human yes. networking became so much easier for me as an introvert. There are people who need love to that. hear some of the things I know and it's my job. To, I love that. Love that so much. Yeah. Even if love you're junior or younger in your career, you still offer value, right? My team is composed of a lot of new young junior talent. I'm going to tell you this. They think outside the box because they don't know any better. And so you probably have a really good thought on something. You just, don't know it because you're not communicating it so um i love that and then katie comes in here as a fellow musician turns off <laughs> i find you so inspiring anna i oh, think you as katie well, as a fellow musician all right th- lightning round also go buy her book go buy her book <laughs> stuff her. um three lightning round three questions first question hmm. what is a piece of tech or trend in the market you're seeing tech wise that people should look out for or that you're reading yeah. on or something like that yeah okay so i i would say actually this is something not not quite what you're what you're asking me but i'm going to kind of take it for a different a different route which is that i think there are two things or two careers in engineering that are under studied by people at the moment and where there's going to be a lot of demand first is arvr if you can if you can start getting into arvr as a software software engineer there's going to be a lot more demand for that over the coming years Mm -hmm. um and the second thing is security engineering there is such a huge demand for good security engineers and so Mm -hmm. few people who actually go out of their way to learn it it is i mean i haven't learned it myself but i obviously speak to security engineers but they say like you know it's not that much harder than any other type of engineering to learn you know people get like security and they get a bit intimidated yeah and and there's a lot of scope there to make a lot of money and to uh, find a really great job so i'd say those are two things that i think are kind of trending ways and are so so necessary especially with hacking attacks you know malware all this kind of stuff like we need security people and arvr i think is an area that's going to keep growing Obviously, I need security people for Twitter. So there we go. Um, uh, <laughs> second question, favorite holiday movie. So if you and the family are at home and you're feeling very holiday-ish, what's going on the oh TV? Oh, my right gosh. Now? Very holiday-ish. Oh, my gosh. You've really put me on the spot with this I one. Know. I know. It's like I could talk programming all day. I know. About movies I know. Like it, so I'm like, oh, I don't know. God, I become an introvert suddenly. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. So I'm, you know, okay. I don't, I don't really have one, but I'm going to tell you a funny story, which is that okay. I met, a, I met a guy from, uh, I think, I think Uzbekistan. I was studying with him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like we're all going to watch Home Alone this Christmas." And I was like, "Is that, is that a thing that you watch Christmas?" He's like, "Well, it's like the Christmas movie," and I'm like, yeah. "Wait." Yeah. Yeah. Like the Christmas movie? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, obviously everyone watches Home Alone at Christmas," and I was like is this a thing he said in Uzbekistan? It is like the movie that's always on every Christmas. Like that's no hilarious. other movies. That's it's hilarious. like, it's just home alone. So like the first, the first thing that popped into my head was home alone because he mentioned it, but we had this whole debate where he was like, yeah, he was very like pro home alone. And I was like, I, I would <laughs> I say, I would say my favorite, I would say is it, it, it's a toss up. So yeah. because I have just two more episodes, you and one more, I'll list two. I think Santa Claus yeah. with Tim Allen is probably like okay. my number one. And I think number two, I think it's very special. It's very just vibey. Is It's a wonderful life. Black and white, just classic. That's, 
I was thinking about that one, to be honest. Yeah, like I was, It is a classic. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Good choice. All right. Last question mm -hmm. as we wrap up today. And again, yeah. for those of you who are tuned in, thank you so much. Um, go connect with Anna on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, because we had guidance. So it's guidance counselor question, right? Guidance counselor is okay. a middle school, high school, college, not anymore. I know we, I know you came on recently. I don't even know what you, I don't remember what you said for your biggest piece of career advice, but what would you tell your younger self from a career mm -hmm. perspective? Yeah, look, I'm pretty happy with how my careers went, to be honest. So, sure. so I guess I'll just give the same advice that my mum gave me that I always followed, which is um, do what you try to find something that you love and that you're good at. If you can mm. find something that combines what you love and what you're good at, so not not just one, but both, um, then then you'll you'll have a really great life in general. And so that can change over time as it did with me. And that's fine. Um, the other thing that I often say to people is um, this say yes, show up. Like that's mm. a huge motto of mine. Say yep. yes, show up. Um, if you can do that again, you're ahead of 95% of people because a lot of people will say yes and not show up. Or a lot of people will just say no and count themselves out before they even try. If you can be oh, someone who goes out and just tries, like when I was approached to this director position, I was like, I've been a software engineer for a year why would I be a director of anything? <laughs> right. But I said, you know what? Sure. Let's talk. Like, let's, let's have a conversation. And now here I am like living my best life and I have a job that I love and where I get to work with amazing people that somehow combines these three careers I've had in some sort of magical combination. So, so, you know, you just have to say yes and show up. And I think that's a huge, huge part of success. I love that so much. Awesome. Well, y'all hope y'all have a great Monday. Um, I will be solo tomorrow on the show talking about just some, some, I'll probably do a general Q and a for those of you who want some general Q and a, I'll do that tomorrow. Wednesday, I have an internal recruiter, Adam from Polygon on Thursday, unicorn finders, and then we will be done for the month. Anna, thank you. You're Taylor, good. thank you. I it. <laughs> it's quick. been a real Sorry. pleasure. So I stay out, uh, so I can stay by to you. But y'all have a great one. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode, and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes, and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so so much for listening. Quick reminder: please rate and review this podcast in the App Store. I want this to be discoverable to others, and the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please, like right now. Unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdeston on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.